Right, so today we're going to talk about TikTok. Um, did you watch the interview that I sent you? Yeah, no, it was a really interesting one. You know, it's very different from what we see from the Western media about TikTok. You know, it provides a very... It, it talks pretty much about um, the... Who, who is she? The CEO of TikTok Beijing? TikTok China? Who is she? We literally, <laughs> we literally spent so much time trying to figure out who who, who she was. And I was like... It, oh, it's confusing. Her role kept changing last year, <laughs> to be fair. Yes, that is true. Uh, no, but I, I mean, it's true that I feel like in the Western media, we heard about TikTok much more on the... Um, the ban right and the potential ban during the trump administration and then now during the biden administration uh but i feel like this was you know an interview and a coverage about tiktok as a product as a platform but it you know because we always distinguish tiktok and then douyin which is basically the chinese version of tiktok and then tiktok is the international version of douyin (laughs) but you know but it's um i feel like it's the same thing whereby you know we always say like you and i we always feel like there's a big difference in not only the demographic that would use tiktok but also like just the content well i mean i think both of them goes hand in hand right because you have a different demographic then you have different content creators and therefore different content on the platform but i feel like doing in china is you know really vertical in the sense of like it really reaches all the different age group it really reaches you know it, it really has a wide range of content and i don't, and i'm not saying that there there isn't a wide range of content on tiktok but i feel like for me tiktok is a little bit you know there is still more of that you know vine vibe and you know a musically vibe and it might be for in a way i feel like it's still more to- targeted towards like younger people but i feel like with doing it might not be yeah it- it's, it's surprising because if you look at you know I, exactly I agree with your point if you look at the audience for for doing it's it's much broader um you know yeah. if you talk about TikTok to 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 the international community most people would be like oh yeah it's a teenagers teen thing you know only teenagers go on it for music videos dances and so on right but then when it goes when it comes to doing which which you know they have a much wider coverage like for instance, my dad spends hours on doing every single day, and he's he's in his sixties, so you know it's it's how you know how broad it covers the the overall population that you know that China has, um, who actually watch TikTok or TikTokin in this case. Yeah, and I feel like so today we're going to cover TikTok and we're and it's more specifically, the starting point would be this interview that John Nan so. Zhang Nan is the CEO of ByteDance China, and Zhang Yiming, which is the founder of ByteDance, um, which is is you know the CEO of ByteDance Global. So so we we well, finally we finally got it clear. So Zhang Nan uh, got promoted to CEO of ByteDance China, and she gave this interview to a publisher, a Chinese publisher called Geek Park. Uh, we've mentioned yeah, I, I really like them and yes we, we we do get our ideas from them so they are WeChat ID and I, um, I've put it in the description in the last episode but I'll put it again in the description of this episode uh, they are very good WeChat ID to follow and they, they they come up with very interesting articles but this was an interview because they do this annual tech conference and obviously Jonan was one of the guests and she talked a little bit more about the 
the core of what TikTok is, you know, what her vision of TikTok is and what she feels like TikTok is going to grow into in a very organic manner. And so we're going to cover this interview and I'll, I'll give a brief summary of it. Before we go into that, right, um, at today's point of view, at what we look at TikTok is today or Douyin is today, mm. I want your opinion. What do you think TikTok is to you? I mean, the... the The easiest way to describe it would be short video platform, right? I feel like that was that is the um, that is the easier way to describe it. And I think that's just what most most people view it as, right? It's a it's a form of entertainment, right? It's it's something that you used to in a way kill your time or spend your time, and it just draws you to it, right? Just you just go on it to watch to watch you know videos of people dancing to watch jokes, you know, funny, funny, funny videos, you know, and, and movie summaries. Movie summaries. That's <laughs> why I do a lot as well. Or even, you know, the drama series summaries. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. that's that's what it is to me right now. But I think Zhang, Zhang Nan actually yes. brings in a very interesting view. Yeah. So, and in that sense, you're right. So right now we only know it as a short video platform. And then in this interview... She describes it, so this is our opinion of t- what TikTok is, and then she describes it in, in a much more abstract manner. She says, you know, at the core of TikTok is the people. And then TikTok, or doing um, in this case, um, is really the, the platform which would allow the people to have, to represent their dreams, their passion, their interest. And it also is a platform to humanify those you know those those interests those hobbies but also businesses and it connects the the online to the offline with you know like internet sensations or like how, how did you call it influencer stores yes influence, influencer community yes influencer community but it's it's really a platform at which the core is the people so that's that's the first point of her of her definition of what TikTok is and, you know, the first point and the first part of the interview. And then she moves on to talk about uh, the future of TikTok and where she she sees TikTok evolving naturally. And she obviously she starts from the people again and she really wants to f- emphasize on the social aspect of it. And the argument and the example that she gave was that she saw an old video. Well, actually, not an old video, sorry. She saw a video of an old friend of hers on the platform, but it wasn't a video that was meant to be consumed by, you know, everyone. Because if you think about TikTok, most of the videos on there are non-targeted or at least non-individually targeted. And what I mean to say by this is that when you put out a video, you're trying to attract uh, uh, an audience about a certain interest or a certain category. But when you, but it's not the same as when you send a, a, you know, a quick video or an Instagram story, for example, right? And she was talking about more of this side of things. She was talking about a video that was, you know, sent by someone who was really only targeting her friends. And it was a video about, like, her friend's um, routine and then her children and, then you know, like, they were having dinner. And she she loved the video because, you know, it was different from the usual content and it allowed her to connect with her friend and to keep sort of this connection with her friend through TikTok. And she talks about this, you know, as sort of the next organic step for TikTok. Because there are so many users now and because it's so present in people's lives, you know, it's going to grow into this social platform. So this was the the quick 
you know, the, the very, very essence of the interview. Obviously, if you're if you're interested in the interview and you speak Chinese, because I don't think there's there's a translation, you know, um, go on. It's present on Aishigua, so the uh, YouTube of TikTok. How, how, how do I present this? Aishigua is the, basically the uh, the long video yes. platform of ByteDance. Yes. And it's both UGC and it's it's both UGC and then, um, you know, normal content such as movies and videos. But so it's present on on Aishigua and you can you can search it up. Um, interview of Jonan with Geek Park. So we'll go we'll, we'll dig a little bit about three different points, right? We'll, we'll try to extract like three points that I feel like is is quite interesting. We'll talk a little bit about the social aspect and what it means to you because I know you have a very strong opinion about the uh, the social aspect of TikTok. Uh, we'll talk about the humanifying businesses and you know like because I feel like there's a uh, there's a growing market and there's a growing sort of um, digital presence that is mo- that is, that's been very highlighted by COVID and that's existed for you know like quite a while because I mean e-commerce is nothing new but I feel like these platform really brings the sort of digital presence to another dimension I would say and then we'll, we'll, we'll go a little bit and talk about maybe the ambitions to compete maybe in, with in WeChat, the social media platform uh, on, and in on, the social media economy right it could be taking a very different position but yeah. we're going, we'll, we'll discuss a bit more on that so, so for the first point on the social aspect of TikTok I mean Personally, for me, right, I mean, when you think about using TikTok, right, what do you, what is it very natural for you when you come across something interesting and and you know you just have this instinct of wanting to to send it to friends, to send it to, to other people, you know, to sort of share it with people, right? And 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 the annoying mm, thing with yeah. TikTok and doing right now is that you can't do that. It's you can do it. You can do that by downloading video and then share it, right? You can't just send link that way. I feel like you. I think y- yes. Okay, so what you're saying is that you can't send a link exactly. that would directly open TikTok on someone else's phone. But I do believe that you can still send them through TikTok yeah. and TikTok. Yes. To your TikTok yes. friend. So that that becomes right. a that I mean from that aspect, you know, because it's not integrated to all your other social media life i'll put it right just it's just like how instagram in in the west instagram is integrated with with facebook so it's very easy to send things across um yeah right they're owned they're owned by same company (laughs) same company right thank you um and then you know you have you have on the wechat in 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 china you can send things across easily with you know so on and so forth but tiktok is somehow Stand is a standalone to me, right? And and you have to rebuild this community if you want to have interaction with your friends. You sort of have to rebuild this entire community, which mm, mm-hmm. would would find find it important. Um, I would think is interesting, right? But but I think I think you think about sharing your videos with friends and whatsoever. There's this social aspect that makes it um relatable. Right, because you do want to share, you, know, mm-hmm. you do want to share yeah. all this interesting content with your friends. You do want to share your daily life through the platform, and it becomes an aspect whereby people can see what you're doing on on TikTok. Yeah. It's just like Insta Story, right? I mean, how many, for example, for you, yeah. do you keep contact with all your friends? Not all of them, right? Uh, no, I, you you probably mean? have a lot more friends, but yeah, sometimes no. you know what they are doing because you actually check on their Instagram. 
right? You actually see the Insta story. So yes. you, you sort of get an instantaneous update. <clears throat> but because TikTok isn't assimilated in such a case, I feel like, you know, there's a very yeah. natural step for them to try to build this community effort to 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 create this friend aspect more, to emphasize it more. Um, yeah. So to, to yeah. take on that role, like Insta story. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so there are two things to what you're saying. And the one thing is that there's a lack of ecosystem that, that you know, gets integrated with WeChat or gets integrated with Weibo or whichever social platform you like to use to keep with um to keep connected with your friends right and i feel like this is a point that was that is mentioned a lot in in the tech system but it's also like a point that that was mentioned and i'll, I'll make a quick connection to the last episode that we did right on tjoy and clubhouse because in that sense um clubhouse allows you clubhouse doesn't allow you to actually send messages to each other right it only allows you to see each other's profile and then you can connect through twitter you can connect through whatsapp or i forgot which which accounts you could link to but basically it integrates itself as you know we only do this and then we'll let those companies do that sort of thing and that's not that's not necessarily true for the whole of you know silicon valley because obviously facebook wants to be the only sort of like one stop for all your social like uh, all your social network needs but there is a bit more of an ecosystem going on in the West than sometimes in the Chinese uh, app ecosystem because it feels more like, you know, Whip or, or like WeChat and everything. It, they try to be the one stop and then they don't really like to talk to each other. And, you know, although there there is obviously a bit of an ecosystem because I can log on to, you know, different video platforms with my WeChat account and I can log into that. Uh, I can log into Weibo with my WeChat account and so forth. But there is a, a bit more competition and a bit more friction. So that's that's a very relevant point, which I feel like, you know, highlights the landscape of how the tech companies are operating and, you know, what maybe is going to change. The second point that you're saying is obviously then, you know, this, the, the sort of double-edged sword, right? Like that you need more of, you either need TikTok to integrate with others and really let the, the social aspect to be sort of almost sold to a third party sort of thing, or you really need TikTok to gain that momentum and that critical mass to become sort of self-contained that you, you or it, it sort of becomes like Instagram, but like in a very different way, because obviously they evolved in very different manners, but it would be that, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a social platform, but at the same time you can watch nice yeah, videos. Yeah, you have to, sort of thing. I mean, because of, right? of how independent it is, it becomes that you need to actually build an entire yeah. social platform. And that's something we can keep in our mind because it's a topic we'll come back you know, at a later part. It's similar to what we were talking about for our third yeah. point. But I think that's an interesting thing that I feel like it's a natural next step or rather it's something they're working on. It's a natural next step that TikTok should probably focus more on as the next growth in terms yeah. of the product, right? Of how it is. You know, I, I yeah. think what Chang Nan mentioned is very interesting is when you think about TikTok, you just don't you don't think of like oh sorry, Douyin or TikTok as just a video entertaining platform, um, but rather think of mm. TikTok as a as a product that actually, um, how do you put it? Um, so many potentials focuses on the people aspect, right? It focuses on catering to the people aspect and yeah. not just a product of that's doing a specific role in people's yeah. life. No, that's true. And I right. feel like that being said, there are so many things 
that sort of like they sort of happened or like how, how to say like there was a consequence of short video platforms being popular right there there are there are things that for example you know like that made a lot of people popular that created this sort of new sort of economy i would i would say you know of of like those influencers and and everything it gave a voice to a lot of people it gave also this sort of gathering but just one of the most fascinating thing is also like which you know will make the bridge to also uh, second point which is humanifying business one of the second thing is all those influencer stores right and this connection from businesses and then the online and the offline world where although yes in a way youtube did provide this right like if you saw some influence on youtube you know presents certain store or certain cafes or whatever you would want to go there and obviously it's it's a nice way to discover things you know this is the whole vlog thing but i feel like the pace of it really got accelerated through short videos and you have this phenomenon that is like it, it, it feels like an atomic bomb each time right it's like boom here like this coffee just exploded and then for like the next three months you have your clientele just tripled quadrupled you know 10x for like three months and then bam you're you 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 know you you are no longer the the hype anymore and then the hype moves on to something else I, I think this this is this is something that actually existed in 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 the west a lot like how how instagram as well i think that's one point when you talk about uh, what you mentioned earlier human humanifying businesses right in a way businesses don't just you know, in, in the past, businesses oh, yeah. are just, oh, you know, there's a business, it's it's there, you know, it's a place to go. But with Instagram or a direction where I think TikTok will hit towards more in the future is that businesses will become an entity that have an account on TikTok or right now it's on Instagram in the West. And then they will do daily posts, they will do frequent updates they will try to interact as much as possible in in the in the users and cut their potential customers' daily life. So let's say if you're interested in, um, you know, let an, an yeah. event, for instance, let's say you know an event, right? You 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 maybe it's an event that, that happens once a yeah. year or once every six months, but because it, right now he has in a TikTok TikTok account or a Douyin account. Yeah. It will be able to post videos every week or every day to sort of update you and sort of interact with you on a daily basis such that mm-hmm. it, in one aspect, it draws you to grow more interested in what the yeah. event or that product is about because you, you know, in a way, you know it so well, right? And it becomes a... Yeah, you... you exactly, right? Yeah. You, you get... You get it becomes well, you feel relatable related, and, and it, it, feels it more sort personal. of becomes a yeah. part of your life. That that's what I would imagine this do, and this is I think this is something that Instagram has. Yeah. Maybe I can't say fully successfully achieved it, but I think achieved to a certain sub level of success there in in doing this kind of model. And, and even more than Instagram, sorry, because I was just going to cut in and say, um, Twitter, I is actually playing a big role in this, right? Because I don't know, like, because I'm thinking always. <laughs> I'm thinking about the Wendy's account and there were so many memes about the Wendy's account just being savage and, you know, like trolling other fast food chain and, you know, like really, it became the sort of, it, it's as if, you know, like the person behind the account is obviously human, but like it represents this whole business, but then you really sort of identify the business to the to that one person who's holding the account, right? And it's the same. And, and I'm thinking, because I actually do follow some businesses on Instagram, which when you think about it, it they, they, they're obviously trolls account, right? 
<laughs> well, not not just troll account, but like there could be, you know, like because I I like some um, PC hardware stuff, right? So like for for example, I follow Steel Series, and they and they actually, you know, like they would reply to comments, and you just feel like, yeah, you, you feel like it's more personal. You 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 have more of that connection, you know. However, it's this sort of new tool in the marketing era, really. Like like all of what we're saying is really just another form of marketing. And mm-hmm. and I think it's uh, yeah you, you put it really well right like I feel like it's something that existed for a long time with Instagram for Twitter even for Facebook right but I feel like with short video platforms you 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 go beyond this you go beyond the written form of communication and you and you really because you you sort of experience and then you see and then for a lot of things it's not just about like humanifying the business but it's also like it allows you to sort of experience or have this teaser. It's- right it's, it's like teaser for everything there. it's interaction yeah. yeah exactly it's a, it's a teaser it's an interaction that that keeps you interested um, yeah it keeps you one I, I won't say wanting more but uh, more like you want to try it right because yeah in the video you could you could because it's a video right it, it, compared to a picture a video you could create such an image yeah in the viewer's mind that this is probably the most popular and most um, astonishing place to go or a restaurant to try or food to try or, or something to experience yeah and it's something that's very right. different f- like with YouTube in the sense of because it's so short it doesn't I mean first of all it needs to be straight to the point as well but you're more likely to watch it because if you're not into like if you're not a big foodie you'll, you might not follow people who are like professional food vloggers or whatever but this I feel like the the thing with TikTok and the thing with doing and short videos in general is that it really allows for a very big diversification of the content that you're consuming, right? And because I'm I'm thinking when I watch YouTube, yes, there's a bit of like, you know, diversification. I might watch a video about cycling, and then I'm I might watch a, a video about badminton, or I might, you know. But with TikTok, the pace of it is so fast that it allows you to consume many more things on very broad topics that you know really it's sort of I, I think about it a little bit like a bit of a form of liquidity you know what i mean it's fast and it's <laughs> it, it allows for this connection to be made m- much better you know, you know maybe i'll go back a bit but i think you brought out a very interesting point about food vloggers and so on yeah you see how food vloggers actually I would use the word again, humidify a business or humidify an industry, right? Yeah. Is by being the voice for the for the restaurant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They they sort of describe the food to you, they sort of describe the experience there of, of tasting yeah. and being 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 there, right? And that's the same for travel. Yeah. And so on. Right. And, and I think this is something that can be easily achieved in a much better way through throwing and TikTok because it's so short. Mm. Right and and if the restaurant is doing it themselves, they they are better able to make more interesting videos. Uh, maybe without the without the credibility of a critic here, but they can provide similar idea and similar experience of a a vlogger because not all vloggers are very food very critical about food. Yeah, a lot of them are just to there to show you what this place is about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Good or bad, they might just say the food is amazing most of the time. Yeah, but yeah, you 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 know you, you get convinced by what whatever they say to to a certain extent. Yeah, I feel like this is so the, the way because I feel like we're going a, a little bit in circles. But I feel like to summarize this big point, 
is sort of like TikTok is the same way how YouTube was a big revolution to TV, right? And it allowed to for much more content and it allowed for much more sort of diversification of content and you know like it lowered the cost of production was simultaneously in ensuring a minimum level of quality, right? TikTok is doing a lot of things to make sure that your videos are nice, even if you don't know anything about video making, right? It, it gives you filters, it gives you, you know, like, uh, it gives you also tutorial and everything, but it, it just lowered this cost and then it allows for m many more people to, to film on a certain topic, which then produce much more content and which will be able to reach many more people in a way, right? So I feel like it's, this is why I talked about a little bit more about well, I talked on liquidity because I feel like it's the same sort of notion for me. It it really like gives this form of um, abundancy in the uh, in the sort of uh, in the market um, or in this case in the yeah you know exactly what I mean? right yeah it's, 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 it's sort of businesses having the identity that actually or sort of TikTok provides this platform for small businesses to have an identity yeah which increases their outreach. To a yeah. wider group of audience, right, yeah. and and that's 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 probably very helpful for for small businesses who who doesn't have the capability to 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 actually film long videos or, or invite food critics to their to their to their show face. Yeah, because when you think and, about and then it, when, sorry, no, I was just yeah, gonna say yeah, this no, because you 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 touched on the point of like they don't have the budget, and I did talked about the cost, but when you think about YouTube nowadays. It's no, like, YouTube, back when I first started watching YouTube, you know, people were filming out of their webcams that was probably outputting, like, 140p. Now, like, YouTube videos are 4K, crystal clear, you know, like, and, uh, yeah, it's okay, maybe I'm following some tech, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about MKBHD, for example, that has, like, a robot and everything. I mean, obviously, the guy is, like, one of the most famous techs, you know, reviewers, and obviously, he has all the nece necessary materials, but, uh, you know, it, it's still, like, it still needs a lot more production behind, right? TikTok yeah, is really I mean, just, it lowers on, the cost so YouTube, much, it's like as easy as filming like an Instagram story. Yeah, sorry, you were saying. The the, the, bar the barrier to entry, I would put it in this case, is, is low. It's just like you wouldn't expect very high quality videos from InstaStory. Yeah. Uh, in, in, for equivalent. Well, getting but a, then yeah, you think sorry. About, when you think about, okay, when you think about where, so now we have talked about where TikTok you know, we're naturally good to do is in the social aspect and then where it's what it's doing for businesses and, yeah. and what it's um heading towards there. Mm. One one interesting thing to point out to think about is bike dance or TikTok as a company. Yeah. What's its natural next step? Because we mentioned that it will start building a community, you know, a friend friend social network, you know. Would there would you ever think there would be a day when TikTok would actually be um, really posing a very big challenge to WeChat in terms of let's say, um, in the in the messaging or the social network act, uh, social network aspect of of users' life. Well, I I want to say I don't think so, just because of the sheer size of um you know WeChat and how you know how much of a pillar it is really to your everyday needs and to how you order a cab to how you i mean sure it, you know you can always just use the third party and not use the integrated you know program within wechat but i feel like if tiktok is going to challenge the social network position of wechat and pose a serious threat it's going to reimagine a bit more um social networking 
because I feel like it, it's it's going to be hard for we um for TikTok to win, you know, Tencent's own game really, mm-hmm. right? I feel like if they're going to mm-hmm. challenge the WeChat model, they're going to I mean it, they're going to have to imagine another model to which then you know Tencent will have to compete with them. And you know you, you can see a little bit of this because obviously you know like um, WeChat is coming up with their own sort of like um, short videos uh, on their platform and everything. But, but I just but, but, but I don't feel like here's, here's the fearful thing, right? You know the the powerful part of WeChat is that people actually used to spend so much time on WeChat every single day. It takes up so much so much time of the users, you know, hours, the screen time. But because with TikTok. One of the biggest fear that you know um, analysts are talking about, or third party uh, research analysts are talking about, is that TikTok is actually con- competing with WeChat in terms of screen time, user screen time, right? And and they are rising very quickly, right? So it, from the aspect, if if they are actually able to outcompete WeChat in that, then WeChat will just will actually reduce. WeChat's position as a as an app, yes, it will still become a pillar, but people won't spend that much time on it. You know, you will probably not generate as much traffic volume or traffic flow as you would want, right? And it inevitably becomes a threat to the entire WeChat ecosystem. There, yes, it doesn't replace WeChat, but it it threatens WeChat's core business model. Yeah, I see what you mean. And I feel like the tipping point for this is obviously the younger generation, right? Like, if all the younger generation, f- like if TikTok is able to come to this point where it established the platform in a way whereby the social aspect of it is viable, right? Then if one day, like I don't know, the new generation they all f- feel like you know WeChat is only for you know the the older generation or the old people, and then they all go on TikTok and then they grow up. With TikTok as the main form of social, then TikTok could probably leverage on this, and I don't, I don't deny that this could be, this could happen, especially given how much screen time TikTok is gaining. But I still feel like, and I know, I know this is a bad metaphor, but I would, I would say that you know, just because people are spending a lot of times in in theaters, doesn't mean that they're no longer going to. S- be social elsewhere and and what i'm sorry what i'm trying to say like this is that i feel like right now we still distinguish them a lot right i go on wechat to connect with friends or like to to talk about things or like to talk with my friend i go on tiktok for pure entertainment of course and yes we're, the, the whole point of this podcast is to say that well, the, that tiktok is trying to change this and you know try to make you go into more the social aspect and and i see this but i'm saying that whether or not they're they're able to to do the transition because a lot of other platforms in the in the Chinese tech world but also in the Western tech world there are a lot of other platforms have their own sort of network right their, their own form of like uh, sort of social network and I feel like in the West you might not have as something I mean Facebook will probably be the pillar stone right but you know you have Slack you have Discord you have you know Twitter and everything. I feel like first of all you can have more than one, right? And then second of all, and if you think about like the Chinese world, Weibo and Douban and, and all of those, it's it seems like it, they also serve a very different social need. And maybe I feel like this is what more TikTok is going to grow into. They're going to serve a social aspect, yes, 
but they're gonna serve like a uh, sort of a niche or like you know people who are interested in in a certain thing or whatever but not to like how wechat is literally on every that's single the point phone. that's that's the point i'm looking at because um it doesn't sound like tiktok will just want to focus on a certain niche it sounds like they want to maybe i'm i'm probably speculating here they want to do as much as they can to yeah right they want to do as much as they can to interact with the users in in people's everyday life in all aspects right and because of the amount of screen time they consume up from the individual the less time that the individual will be using wechat for yes you see probably you use wechat for messaging and so on and so forth but it will browse you spend less time browsing the other functions of wechat um, you know, you use less of your what do you call your social circle, your punk your chin, and so on and so forth, right? And that becomes you know it depletes WeChat's power, uh, over open with the commerce, in in gathering the necessary traffic flow and necessary users f- to support the entire ecosystem of other apps that it's it's working with, and you know how valuable that is in in the China economy. Yeah, no, and I completely agree with that. I think, um, and you know, like, you see that Tencent is very much aware of this fact because they've pushed their own short video sort of um, program inside WeChat as well. You know, they are also getting into um, that segment. And I feel like they, they were sensing the threat. But, you know, the key point here is definitely that, you know, you're arguing for the fact that they don't really need that sort of um, critical mass to become a false, you know, social network platform because they just need to gain enough sort of momentum to pose a threat to WeChat and, you know, that would make a serious dent and, you know, you're looking for that competition. But coming back to the last point of, you know, like the uh, the CEO of um, ByteDance, John Nan, she was really talking about, you know, like, you know, wanting to evolve and never limiting the, the you know, what TikTok can be. And... On that side, you know, this is why I've been really talking about, you know, can can TikTok become, you know, go really evolving into something else, right? It's not just about a short video platform. It's really evolving into this maybe mainstream, you know, like social platform on which, you know, it could potentially replace WeChat. And I think this is going to be a real challenge. And also we need to sort of think about then, you know, like, ByteDance would also take a very different approach to to TikTok, to to its business model and everything. So I think this is very interesting. But you know, like with all of the with all of that being said, uh, it's definitely a challenge ahead. And you know, I look forward to not only how TikTok is going to evolve, but also you know maybe more talk from John and you know more development f- um, from the company in general. 